0: Oh Man stands with America. This is Freedom's disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, America! Thank you so much for tuning in today. This, of course, is the show where you come for the accent then you stay for the principles. And you, maybe, uh, we have a French accent today. Oh, I don't know. Maybe possible. Oh, huh? today's show is going to be a bit different because the last couple of weeks. Some of the shows have been rather heavy, especially last week. So today, I want to share some rather crazy stories that have become mainstream in your country and around the world. But I also want to share them just to have a bit of fun, you know, to have a laugh at other people's expense, but also to make a serious point. And it's a point that really needs to be emphasized. And it needs to be emphasized to everyone on the right who right now is tired is angry, and somehow has convinced themselves and others that America is done. We'll get to that point later on. But first, the stories. And there are so many good stories to choose from this week. Like, the the bar for, you know, having ridiculous stories is just so low. It's anyone can have them. We can be offended by everything. But let's start with the principles, the principles of a story. You see, if you listen to some of my colleagues on the left and the right, what they will tell you is that the the battle, the war, the 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 heart, the battle for the soul of America is a battle between left and right. My friends on the right who just see this battle as, you know, Republican and Trump versus Biden and the Democrats will convince you that it's the left that's the problem. It's the the left, the Democrats, the liberals, the communists, AOC, Joe Biden. And the likewise, my friends on the left will say the exact same thing about the right. You know, it's all about those right-wingers. They're, they're an existential threat. You know, I saw some host, I didn't watch it because, honestly, I don't watch MSNBC, but this week says, you know, they're, they're a threat to our children. The right are racist or sexist or xenophobic, just you're you're anti-gay, anti-woman, anti-everything. You're anti-anti. And all of a sudden this battle is left and right and it wages and it becomes into the culture and it becomes this big thing. If you understand and have listened to the show long enough, and you've read any aspect of history, you know it's not a battle versus left versus right. First off, again, because it needs to be repeated. The left and right are the most ridiculous, bogus, crappy terms that man has ever invented, that everyone gets offended by. The left and the right are not based on any sense of principles. It's not something to be good to be a proud right winger. That means absolutely nothing. It means so many different things. It means something different in America. It means something different in Ireland. It means something different in Europe. It means something different in Australia. Likewise with the left. I'm a proud lefty. That means absolutely nothing. All that boils down to the history of those two terms, left-wing and right-wing, are where they sat in Congress, where they sat in their parliament. The left were the communists and the right were the fascists. If you listen to this show and you share any of my values, you share the values of America's founding principles. You share the idea of America, this idea that really changed the world. You cannot be left or right. You're not based in it on principles. And also when you understand, especially if you believe in freedom, well, when your choices are left-wing communism, right-wing fascism, guess what? I choose neither. But the battle is not actually between left and right, because so much today, left and right have become merged. Yes, they differ over policy greatly. Yes, they differ on what their priorities are. But if you break down all their ideologies, it always boils down to the same key principles. Government is the answer. Government is the solution. Wherever there's a problem, government must be central. Government must play the pivotal role, whether that's a state government, whether that's a, a federal government, or whether that's a world government with the UN and the IMF and the, the World Bank. Government is key. Government agencies are central. The battle of the day, and the battle is the same as it has been since the dawn of time, it is the battle of those who have the power Those who are the elites, those who have the power to do things and make you act a certain way and compel you to talk, to think, to act, or in some cases, compel you how not to act versus those who think that they are subject and governed by other people. It is that is the battle. Those are the battle lines. And those battle lines, if you understand left and right, and I'm going to prove it today to you today in today's show, by giving you some stories. Those lines have been blurred between left and right. They always were. It's not a battle. That might be a battle on policy, on tax policy. Sure, the right might want you to, to you know, get pay less taxes, but at the end of the day, they still want you both to pay taxes to the state. It's just they happen to run it differently. So what's the first story I want to talk to you about? Well, let's not make it about America, shall we? Because we talk about America a lot on the show. Just explain it to me. There's a big controversy going on in the United Kingdom right now. And it's a controversy that, quite honestly, is rather disgusting. But it is as business as normal in the UK. It happens in Ireland. It happens in America. It happens around the world. And that is corruption. That is people selling access, quote unquote, because of who they were or who they are. You might have heard of the politician who is now retired called David Cameron. For those of you who are not, you know, fully familiar with English politics and don't follow it on a day-to-day basis, and are like, I know that name from somewhere. Who who was he? Why do I know that name? David Cameron was the prime minister. David Cameron was the prime minister of the United Kingdom for Brexit. David Cameron was the prime minister who, after the Brexit vote went through, resigned because he didn't want Brexit. Well, David Cameron is now a private citizen. And what does David Cameron do? Well, it's funny that these politicians, they always get their power and they always know the right people. And despite them no longer being politicians, they have that ever so powerful Rolodex. Or they have that name recognition that somehow they get deals done. Well, David Cameron's in a lot of hot water right now because, well... In England, there's a pretty much a witch hunt for anyone who's on the right, quote unquote. You know, the media is as biased as in in America as it is around the world. It's you know, just because you have a problem with your media in England, in America, doesn't mean it's just an American problem. It's a worldwide problem. They go after politicians. If it happens to a left wing politician, it's probably on page seventy two. You know, in italics down the bottom of the quarter. You know, in in weird writing and in a foreign language. If it happens to a right-wing politician, quote-unquote, it's front front and center. Well, David Cameron did something, basically helped get a £123 million deal across the line by simply writing a, for government minister a letter and inviting him to a conference. David Cameron went working for a company part-time. And in that part-time job, in two years, Earned over 10 million dollars. Now let's just stop there, shall we? Outside of like sports stars, you know, like your your A-rods and you know your you know Manny Machados and your Tom Brady's and you know your Hollywood actors like you know Clint Eastwood and you know all Morgan Freeman, you know, all these big big names, big stars, Tom Cruise. Outside of will we'll throw her in because she earns ridiculous amounts of money like Hillary Clinton. You know, for some reason, people, because she's just so articulate and she's just so smart, you know, people pay her like $500,000 for a speech, except the exception of all of those people. How many people do you know who tomorrow could do a part time job for two years and earn $10 million? It's a very small list of people, isn't it? Yet that's what David Cameron did. And we're supposed to believe that this is all on his merits. Oh, it's all on his merits. It's because of how educated he is. It's, it's because of how smart he is. And he just has a knack for business. Yes, this is some of the defense I've seen from certain sites who love David Cameron in the UK. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, I guarantee you those same people who are defending David Cameron, if that happened to be, oh, I don't know, someone on the left, Jeremy Corbyn did it, they'd be outraged. And if it was this Jeremy Corbyn on the left as the you know the former, he wasn't prime minister, but he was the leader of the Labour Party for, I think, two elections, the left will be silent. The people who are outraged that David Cameron doing it, the left will be silent. The right will be outraged. It's amazing how we, we play this game of musical chairs. Oh, well, it's not about the issue. It's not about the principle. It's about what side they're on. If it's on the wrong side, I'll be outraged. If it's on the right side, well, you know what? It's just not really that big of a deal. Maybe you're just overstating it. This is a prime example. This happens left, right. Top, bottom, Christian, Jew, atheists. Politicians, all they care about is power and money, prestige, their name, and of course, getting rich. This is a simple story that should unite 90% of the people. This should be a simple story of, this is just wrong. This is cronyism at its best. Even if you like socialism or communism, and are like government should do everything, you should be outraged at this story. If you were like me and you believe in the free market, you understand that if I wrote a letter, if I, you know, if I even even if I was Irish, I'm Irish. If I wrote to the Irish Prime Minister and went, you know what, we, we need you need to come to this conference, and you know, there's this deal on the line. You know, you could help play a part. Do you think my letter's even getting read? Do you think it's getting to his attention? Likewise, you know, and you, just the average listener right now. Do you think when Donald Trump was president, if you wrote a letter to Donald Trump, you would have got his attention? You know, some of you probably would say, "Yeah, of course I would." He was a man of the people, really. You think you get it? You wrote, write a letter to Donald Trump, you could get it on his desk and get him to read it and get him to act upon it. Unless you're really in the know, that won't that won't happen. By the way, just in case people think this happens, you know, I'm picking on the UK. This happens in, Amer- in America. Your former, he was number two in the House, Eric Cantor. He got walloped by Dave Brad in his election. What was it, four, five, six years ago? What did he do straight away? Oh, I've lost my cushy number in DC. Oh, what will I do? Oh, i will become a lobbyist. This happens time and time and time again. And it happens on both sides of the aisle. And yet, all that ever happens is we only get outraged by one set. Why is that? Why are we only outraged when someone else does something, when the other side, quote unquote, does something? You have to understand the battle of the day. It's not left versus right. It's those who have power, those who have corruption, those who can get things done by cronyism versus the rest of us, the rest of us who are trying to make an honest living, the rest of us who are just trying to live our lives, the rest of us who are just working hard, working hard, paying our taxes, working hard to just to get a promotion, to get them pay rise, to put our kids through school. We don't have those opportunities. It's not because we're less talented. It's not because we're less deserving. It's not because we're less hardworking. It's because we simply put did not play the game. We did not become a politician and rise to the ranks of been prime minister. This is cronyism. This is wrong. That's the first story. now we get to story number two and we we go back to your country because you know I don't want to talk about England or Ireland or Europe I want to talk about your country because you gotta be honest about things right now you gotta look at your country and go we're so screwed but I'll address that point in one sec in a few minutes so America is having a problem if you believe if you listen to certain people and if you're of the, the president's persuasion you will admit America has a certain problem right now and that problem is a lot of people in certain parts of society are not getting the vaccine history and are not history and um, polls and research show that there are two main groups of people in America right now who are very hesitant to not get the vaccine. Who are those people? Those people are firstly Donald Trump supporters down South who you know, love Donald Trump, who love them as a president, who like Tucker Carlson, who like Glenn Beck, who who like right wing talk radio, who are very skeptical of the government, who are very conservative. That's your first group. And your second group is minorities. You're African-Americans, you're Latinos. They, those two groups are the ones that are taking away from the vaccine percentage rising in America. Those are the people who are not getting vaccinated. Now, it's one thing for me to sit behind this microphone, as I just did, and talk to you about the battle of the day, been big government, those people who are elites, telling you how to live and saying that it's actually up to us to, to unite and say, no, you don't tell us how to live, that we believe in freedom. We believe in individual choice. My argument should be a lot harder. It should be an easy argument, but it should be a lot harder to do. But it's made increasingly easy because not only is it a battle that should be easily decided. Hey, do you believe you should decide your future or do you believe someone else should decide your future who doesn't know you, who doesn't care about you, who knows nothing about you and just passes a generic rule that is apt for you and everyone else? Who do you think knows better what's best for you? That should be an easy case, right? But the case is made ever so much easier by the total and utter incompetence and idiotic tendencies of government. Let me tell you a story of what's happening in your nation right now. So a lot of people listening probably are part of that majority and who are Donald Trump supporters and who, you know, like the blaze and like Tucker Carlson and like the Daily Wire and like talk radio, who are like, you know, I'm just not getting this vaccine. I, I, I'm Okay. Okay. But I can change your mind, right? I can give you the best arguments, right? Well, your U.S. government because, you know, money is no object. You know, your government is grace. Your government never met a tax burden bill it cannot pay. It never saw an expense that was too big. It will go to no ends and will save no expense to get give you propaganda to act the way you should act. So I want you to think as that Donald Trump supporter. A lot of you are probably that person. But if you're not, just think, put yourself in that, play, you know, role play that you're Donald Trump supporter just for a few minutes. And then think of you're talking to Joe Biden and you're going to say, this is the person who won't get the vaccine. This is the person who is like, you know what? I'm not putting that near me. I don't trust it. I don't like it. I don't trust the government. I don't like the vaccine passport for whatever reason. And you're sitting to Joe Biden going, we have to change your mind. What do you do? What's the answer? What's the, What are the solutions you put to Joe Biden? Because I can sure as hell guarantee it. Even if you're crazy, you're loco, you're, oh, I don't know, you're a Frenchman, huh? Oh, I don't know, Joe. We raise the white flag and we surrender. We give up, Oh, I don't know. Maybe we give them butter, huh? For every vaccine, you know, you give free stuff. You know, we give a pound of butter, a bagel and a baguette, huh? Who would not like that? The free vaccine, free butter. Maybe that's your idea. That's a crap idea. But even that would be better than what your government has actually done. You see, we all know Donald Trump supporters. We all know Donald Trump supporters who, like Tucker Carlson, and like Glenn Beck, and like the Daily Wire, and like Ben Shapiro, all have a dirty little secret. Oh, yes, you do. Oh, yes, you do, Trump supporters. You have a dirty little secret. You love TikTok. You can't get enough of TikTok. Oh, you're spending hours and hours and hours watching those TikTok videos. I know you are. You you might deny it, and go no, that's not me. No, that is you. You may not, den- you may deny it in public, but in private, you're on the toilet, you're in your bedroom, you're in your car, and you're getting TikToks. You're getting all TikToked out. I know you. But not only are you just watching TikTok, you're watching a certain person on TikTok. You're watching someone called Benny Drama. Benny Drama because he has 845,000 followers and he's he's a social influencer don't you know there's not a Donald Trump supporter I know that doesn't know who Benny Drama is and don't doesn't live off of Benny Drama's every breathing word they're like oh has he said anything has Benny Drama tweeted today has Benny Drama shared an update has he shared a picture oh I can't get enough of Benny Drama I love Donald Trump but Donald Trump isn't even as cool as Benny Drama is you getting the sarcasm yet? But what did they do? They released this video. Oh, it was so cool, so good. Oh, just oh, you know, if you're a Trump supporter, oh, how how good did it feel to have some one of your own reach out? To you. And they did this little skit where it was a was it a day in the life of a White House intern? And you have this guy called Benny Drama, and he's in his shorts and his skirt and his dress, and he's wearing these really long nails and. What the good thing is, we can call him he. he. He identifies as a man the last time I checked. Don't, don't pillar him. don't cancel me for if I'm wrong or not. But Benny Dram had released his TikTok and he's like, you know, and he gets sassy with, you know, Jen Saki. He gets sassy with other people. He, he, you know, it's, it, it's just different things. I didn't watch the whole video because quite honestly, I, I, I fell over in buckets of laughter. I, I thought it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And that's saying something. But this is how they reach out to you. Oh, and they paid lots of taxpayers money. This is how you reach out to people. This will be comical if it was anyone else or any other administration. Or if it didn't have Anthony Fauci. This is an administration, because of Anthony Fauci, who who loves going on Sunday talk shows and testifying in front of Congress and doing all these shows and saying how smart he is and You know, what you have to do and telling you all these edicts of, hey, this is how you should act. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Wear two masks. Don't wear a mask. Wear a mask. Social distancing. Don't social distance. Do this. Do that. Shut down. Don't shut down. Oh, they just he just loves his own voice been heard. But he talks about how this is science, man. This is science. We need to respect the science. And don't you dare attack the science. It's almost like science is his God. So what do they do? This is science. And they get someone called Benny Drama to to advocate for the vaccine. Really? That's where you're at. Let me just say this right now, and I know this might sound judgmental, and it might sound stupid, but if you're getting medical advice Or any type of advice, I would say. But let's just stick to the the story we're talking about. If you're getting medicine advice on vaccines or any medical advice, even down to, I don't know what a fingernail is, and it comes from someone called Benny Drama, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it very, very wrong. What annoys me the most is this is a simple story That if you believe the narrative is so easy to share. In fact, it's so easy to share. I'm going to do your president's job for you. I'm going to do Anthony Fauci's job for him. Here it goes. America, unless you've been living under a rock for the last 18 months, you have heard the term coronavirus. You have heard we are in the stages right now of a pandemic. Through the creation and innovation of several pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer, like Moderna, like Janssen & Janssen, like Novavax, the world in record time has produced several viable vaccines. We are seeing results, real-time results from around the world. Where last year, loads of people were dying. This virus has killed a lot of people. It's killed a lot of Americans, it's killed a lot of Irish, English, Europeans, Asians. It's killed everyone. But this disease is particularly brutal for those who are vulnerable and those who are elderly. There are now vaccines available. We have several researches that suggest, that prove through scientific data, that these vaccines are effective. Some of them have as high as 92% efficiency. We are now seeing, because of this new, again, you may have you've heard this term, the Delta variant. I know the media doesn't like to talk about that. I know they're very shy about using those words, but there is a Delta variant going around right now. I don't know if you have heard that, but just on the off chance you haven't, it's a Delta variant. But the data on the Delta variant from countries around the world is also very similar. While countries like Britain are getting hammered with really high cases, thankfully, because of the vaccine rollout, Guess what? While the numbers are through the roof in some places of, vax- of, of actually cases of coronavirus, hospitalizations are at a fraction of what they were. deaths are at a fraction of what they were. These numbers are replicated around the world, in places like Israel, in places like the American. So, America, you have a choice. The choice is follow the science and follow all this scientific data and get vaccinated. Protect yourself, protect your health. Hey, if even if you want to use the line, protect each other, do it. But if you don't, you're on your own. The choice is yours because you believe we are a free nation and believe in the individual. But the scientific data says, get the vaccine. There's your case. I'm not saying I agree with everything there, but there's the case right there of why you should get a vaccine if you believe in the Joe Biden narrative. That's the message. That should be the messaging from Joe Biden, from Fauci, from Saki, from any government minister, from politicians, from people around the world. That's the message. It's very simple. And there's hard data to back everything up that I just said. Nothing is controversial. But yet, because we live in an era where government is just so insanely stupid, incompetent, and idiotic, instead of actually going, it's science, man. We go to TikTok to Benny drama Really Let's just let's just let that go into our system for a minute I want to continue with a couple of other stories And then in case, I want to address all of the stories and show why there is a common theme through these. And if you're hurt right now or you're down on America, I implore you, wait till the end of the show. Because I'm going to say something you need to hear. But despite talking about Benny drama and it's science, man. Despite talking about corruption and David Cameron in the UK and it happening, happening around the world. That wasn't the end of the ludicrous stories in your country and from around the world. Believe me, I could talk to you about a stack of them. But I wanted to pick and choose today because, quite honestly, I'm in a really good mood. I'm in a really good mood and I didn't want to bum myself out. And I also didn't want to bum you. I wanted to have a bit of fun. I wanted to do a different type of show today. But I wanted to share a couple, three other stories very quickly with you. I started this show by talking to you about the elites talking to you about that as the battle of the day if you ever want to understand what my proof from that would be there are many stories i could point out to you but this week's story comes from you from your former president you see your former president in case you're not sure of who i'm talking about i'm talking about barack obama you know that historic yes we can president oh he was so awesome what by the way, just you know, maybe tweet me this. What's uh Chris? I have a trill up my leg Matthews doing these days? Is he still on MSNBC? I apologize, I don't get it and I don't watch it. I only get to see a few YouTube high clips and stuff. I have better things to do. I'm I'm washing my hair. I I know I'm bald, but I'm washing my hair. I'm too busy to watch Chris Matthews. But um, your president, Barack Obama. Well, he was 60 recently. I think it was last week or maybe it's this week. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. I didn't send him a birthday card. I know. I am I know. Bad Christian. I'm a bad, bad wannabe American, right? Didn't send Barack Obama a post-birthday card. I didn't tweet him saying, happy birthday, Mr. President. Didn't Facebook him. I wasn't even on TikTok because I know Trump supporters are big on TikTok. I wasn't on TikTok singing, Mr. President, happy birthday to you. I, I'm a really bad wannabe American. Just, I don't know. Just don't care. But Barack Obama was sixty, and well, what do you do when you're sixty and you're Barack Obama and you're former president? Oh, you know, you might think, you know, you're sixty, have a party with your closest friends. You might have a dinner with your wife or your husband. You might spend it with your kids, your grandkids. Oh, no, 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 no. no. That's what you peasants would do. No, no, no. I'm Barack Obama. I'm I'm a historic president. I don't do that. I have a huge function with loads of people. To show you how big my function was, I don't know if you all saw the pictures of it on social media. Now, in fairness, credit where credit's due. It's as impressive as hell. It's this big tent. The tent is bigger than his mansion. Uh, Just in case you're thinking it's bigger than his house, I'm saying it's bigger than his mansion, and there was more than one tent. It's quite an impressive picture. I have nothing against that. If you if you believe in the way I do, uh, hey, you do you and I'll do me. Mind your business. Freedom, baby. I don't care. I don't have a problem with wealth. I don't have a problem with loads of people's money. I don't have a problem with fame. I don't personally want it, but if you have it, go for it. If you're not trying to tell people what to do, you do you, boo. George Clooney, go for it. If you want to have this big party, go for it. If you're Barack Obama, go for it. What really annoys me about this story is that right now, If you listen to Fauci and you listen to Biden and you listen to all the the media talking heads, you need to wear a mask. You need to protect yourself and protect each other. And you're listening to Arnold Schwarzenegger going out, getting microphones stuck in his face and saying, oh, you know, screw your freedom. You're a bunch of smucks if you don't wear this mask. You have all these people, you know, talking about vaccine mandates, social distancing. Oh, we can't have you people mixing into each other. Oh. No, that that's that might be a super spreader event. Barack Obama's different. Barack Obama can be on Martha's Vineyard. Oh, Martha's Vineyard. It's such a nice place. Always, we never wanted to go there. But it's such a nice place. See, you know, the coronavirus, I know it's killed millions of people. I know it's caused loads of damage to the economy. But coronavirus is deep down a good guy. Good virus. It's a good virus. Yes, he'll kill people. Yes, he'll kill the elderly. Yes, he'll destroy people's jobs. But you know what? He's not totally immoral. It won't go to Barack Obama. It won't go to him. It will respect that he is a historic president. It will respect the fact that he was the first black president in American history. The coronavirus wouldn't go near, wouldn't go near of any of his guests because, you know, that would discredit Obama and that would get him in a bit of trouble with certain circles. Nah, the coronavirus won't do that. Coronavirus respects Barack Obama. That's what you'd have you believe by their actions. The videos on social media, despite being deleted under physical pressure, under societal pressure. Some of the media videos still made it onto social media. You see Barack Obama breaking a move, baby. He's down there busting a move. He's hugging people. He's smiling with people. There's not a mask in sight. Amazing how we're not calling that a super spreader, huh? Yeah, because there's definitely one set of rules. There's one set of rules for everything. No, no, that's wrong. That's the way it should be. There's definitely two sets of rules. One for you, the pleb, the servants, the citizen, the average Joe, the average schmuck, if I may quote Arnold Schwarzenegger. And there's another set of rules for the elites. This is not left versus right. This is those who have power to compel you and those who have no power. But that's not the the height of the stories I want to talk to you about. You see, right now there are certain people in America, in the media, who think they're all so cool, who are so desperate to play up to this victim narrative, who are so desperate to see racism at every opportunity, at every turn, everything is racist, that you have to make up controversies to show everyone, oh, you see, this is America. This is the real America. This is how racist America is. Until it's not. Look, am I saying there's no racism in America? No. There is racism in America on all sides. I've seen it. I've heard about. It. I've heard racism on other sides. I was talking to someone over here. And his brother is over in South Carolina right now. And he's a physiotherapist. He's a sports physiotherapist. And when he first went over there, he went into a college, and I'm not gonna name the college. But black people would not let him touch him because he was white. There is racism on all sides. David Duke and the KKK are still around. They don't have anywhere near the numbers the media would betray them to have. But racism still exists. There are still people who see white people as the C word. Black people as the N word. Chinese people as the C word. It's all the way it works. We will never, ever remove racism. And if we do, you can be sure as damn it, we'll replace it with some other hatred, or intolerance, or bigotry, because that is the story of the human existence. But you are so desperate to show you how America is a racist nation. There was a base basketball, baseball, sorry, baseball game on last week, and this got all the attention of all the people on social media with the, you know, the little blue tick beside their name. This was a story too juicy. You see, it was the Rockies in Coors Field versus the Marlins. And there was a black man at the place, and he was batting. And if you listen to the headlines and you read the story, the story goes as following. Oh, well, this the black man was at the place, and there was this big white man behind the place, and he was shouting the N-words. And this became a national story. Oh, you see, this is how racist America is. Oh, you see, it's 2021, and you can't have a black man at the plate without some white biggest shouting the N-word at him. You had all the MLB, you had the Colorado Rockies, you had people at Coors Field, you had media people all calling this out. You even had an ex-Yankee who's now in the Players Association or part of MLB in some function, function, I can't remember what, Mr. Clark. Coming out and going, racism and intolerance have no place in society in 2021. And MLB will stand with the players and will root out this problem. Turns out, actually, when the black person was at the plate, he wasn't shouting the N-word. How do we know this? Because there was actually an investigation. He wasn't shouting the N-word at the black person. If you actually watch the video and you listen to the audio... I know that's very hard to find now because the narrative is gone. You will see this big, tall, white guy behind home plate shouting not the N-word, but Dinger. Now, in case you're like, nah, John, you're just making it up. You're just, you love America too much. You're too biased. You're you're only just saying that to cover for your white people. You see, if that was a black person, you wouldn't defend them. But it's white because it's a white person. What does Dinger have to do with the subject? Like, it's clear he's shouting the N-word. And that's just, did we lip-read him? I bet he was shouting the N-word. No, he was shouting Dinger. Why was he shouting Dinger? Because in some of the videos I've seen, the guy isn't even really looking at home plate. He's shouting Dinger for the bar- mascot to come because as the story later came out, was he wanted a picture with Dinger. But all those people who had that investigation and released all those statements... And released all those things of, oh, this is how America is so racist. Oh, we are just so racist. We suck as a nation. Did any of those apologize? Did any of those go, I'm sorry, I was wrong? Nope. Sure. why would you? The story's passed. We're on to the next seeking out. We've, we've condemned America without a trial, without any evidence, without the accusers. We've just condemned America as a racist nation, and we'll move on to the next issue we'll move on to the next issue we will probably get that wrong as well but don't worry it sells the narrative america sucks but as bad as that story is as bad as that story is i can top it it's this is this is like we're all playing poker you know what you've got is you think you're sitting on a great hand you know what your david cameron story you know you've got three of a kinds and then you know someone has come along And, you know, the the Benny drama story was like a a flush, or a straight flush. And then all of a sudden, you know, I give you the Rocky story, and you're probably thinking, "Ah, ah, I have four jacks, baby, I'm gonna win. You'd be wrong. Meet four aces, or what me might call a royal flush. For the most ridiculous, stupid, asinine story out there that I've seen this week. In the University of Wisconsin, I'm sure it's a perfectly fine University I have no idea I don't know I've never been I don't know the ins and outs of universities sue me but I'm sure it's I'm sure it's quite a good college I'm sure it's got many good people if I may quote your former president Donald Trump I'm sure there's very fine people in both sides but in this university there is a 42 ton yes 42 ton boulder and this boulder apparently Apparently, according to some, oh, I don't know, it's racist. Oh, the imp- this boulder, this 42-ton boulder, all it's doing is sitting wherever it's sitting, going, hey, I'm a boulder. I'm 42-ton. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. I could probably lose a pound or two, but I'm just a boulder. I'm just sitting here. I'm an object. You know, I didn't hurt anybody. Maybe I hurt someone trying to inform me or trying to move me because I they might have put their back out, but I've done nothing wrong. But no, this is a symbol of oppression. Because we need to have racism everywhere. And when they later found the research of why this is racism, why there were complaints from students about this boulder, i.e. a piece of rock. Like, I, I defend the youth. But sometimes it's so hard to defend the youth. You're looking at a boulder, a piece of rock, and you're like, oh my god, a piece of rock. <laughs> oh, I can't function. It's a rock. It looked at me funny. But they did some research into this. This boulder is called the Chamberlain Rock after Thomas Chamberlain. I think he was a genealogist or a zoologist, one of those, back in the 1900s. Well, the research is of how they found out this was offensive was back in 1925. And let's be honest, like 1925, I think, you know, I think Donald Trump was president in 1925. Like, it's only like a couple of days ago, right? It's only a couple of months ago. It's not like it's, I don't know, 96 years ago. But they found one article. One. Not even double. Not even tres. Not even cuatro. Uno. Uno. One. One article in 1925 which used the N-word as a nickname for this boulder. Absolutely. Get rid of us. So what did the university do? They buckled. They caved. Because everyone caves. It's, it's the popular thing to do in 2021. <gasps> oh! offended okay of course if that's if you belong to the right group if i was offended by something which it never happens but if i was guarantee you they're not spending fifty thousand dollars oh yes that's how much they paid by the way fifty thousand dollars to remove a 42 ton boulder that ladies and gentlemen is a royal flush of stupidity now why did i share these stories one again i'm in a good mood i wanted to have a bit of fun and a bit of a laugh and a joke with you But two, to make one critically, vitally important point to anyone who thinks America is over. So before I make my point, I want to just say one thing if you are hurt right now if you're down if you're upset if you're frustrated if you're angry if you're feeling any range or collection of emotions for on the future of America I feel your pain and I don't want you to think I'm demeaning you or insulting you in some way because I'm not but what I'm about to say you need to hear you need to look And read your history. You need to understand your history. And not the modern day crap that's taught by both sides of the aisle. Not this modern day, oh, we're all about the Republican Party. We're all about Donald Trump. We're all about George Bush. We're all about this. We're all about that. We're all about Barack Obama. You need to understand your real history. You are a nation which changed the world. That is your legacy. You are a nation that not only changed the world through innovation, through creativity, but you literally changed the world through the way man saw its fellow man. You changed the world in how people operate. Even countries like mine, even the freedoms that I have, the very liberties that I have, even though they're not mine, they're at the discretion of the government, and they can be taken away like that. I am still blessed to live in Ireland and in Europe in a time like 2021. Even though I don't own those liberties, even though they're not mine and they can be and have been taken away because of coronavirus, I have those freedoms or that illusion of freedom because of America. Because if America did not exist, I wouldn't even have that little small molecule, that little small glimpse of real freedom. That is why America changed the world. Have you always lived up to it? No. And that's why I say both sides have bastardized your history. I am sick to death of people on the right only ever wanting to whitewash history and talk about how great America is. America's history is white history, is black history, is Hispanic history, is Catholic, is Protestant, is Jewish, is atheist, is Mormon, is gay, is straight. It is everything. This idea that you can balkanize history. I see this on the left as well. Oh, America's founding. Oh, it's so racist. It was all for whites. Really? Go read America's history. Go read about Chris addicts. America's history doesn't need to be whitewashed. It needs to be learned. You need to look with pride and say, look, this is what we did really, really well. And I would point The evidence to that, the idea of America, this fundamental right of God-given liberties to people. They are not given by government, they are given by your creator. This idea that all men are created equal, therefore how can I rule over you? You don't have a right to tell me how to live, and I don't have a right to tell you how to live. This idea of that, yes, we are not anarchists, we believe in governments. We believe in a centralized government that is extremely limited, but that its sole focus is not to give rights or to take rights or to be the master and dominion of you or to do it through public health. But the role of government is to protect your God-given rights and ensure government or man or corporation does not trample on them. That is your history. But likewise, you can also look at it and go look at all the bads. Dred Scott, Korematsu, Brown versus Board of Education, Roe versus Wade, the Battle of Wounded Knee, slavery. But all of those are not the idea. All of those are man's actions. But we can look at both and share the story of America. But despite all the good and some of the bad, and yes, there have been bad days, we can look at America and say, you know one thing? Man, we have done a lot of things good, And we have overcome so many obstacles. We have overcome the superpower of the day, the country that had all the arms, the country that had all the soldiers, the country that had the greatest Navy, the country that had all the ability, had all the power, was called the empire that the sun never set on because it was so big and so vast. And at our founding, we kicked their ass. And while some people might say, well, that was just luck that lightning just struck, and that wouldn't happen a second time. You did it a second time in 1812. But also, the miracle of America was not that you beat the British. It was that you fought for the idea of America, and that it took 11 long years from the Declaration of Independence to get to the point where you have the Constitution. And then it took four more years to get to the Bill of Rights. But then it went to 1860 and slavery, where you had family destroyed and pitted against each other. And you had people in the same family killing each other. You could never overcome that wrong. You did. You had World War One, World War II, Nazism, the Great Depression, the Cold War, Vietnam, 9-11, the Wall Street crash. Look at all the things, whether you're left or right, Look at all the things you have overcome. Look at your history. You're the country that put a man on the moon. Do you think that was easy? Do you think that was doable? That was making the impossible possible. That is your history. Now, just take in just those few little things that I have shared and look at 2021. You're If you are down on America right now, if you think America's best days are behind her, and you think you are done, look at that history. And now let's re-examine once again, real quickly, the stories of what you are against. You're against a president who can't seem to function properly. And I'm not insulting him. I feel very sorry for the man. The guy should be just taken by his family and said, look, you don't need this. You've done enough. Go to, let's just enjoy the rest of our days. That's what a normal sane family would do. Because he's clearly not 100%. I'm not demeaning him. I'm not insulting him. I don't do that. I didn't do it to Trump. I didn't do it to Obama. It's not my style. But that is just the facts. You're against a guy who has not got all of his faculties. You're against a story where people are offended by a 42-ton bowler. You're against people who are so desperate to say America's a racist nation. They will bastardize any story to prove it. Yet then it comes out that you're not. You're against this idea of Benny drama on TikTok. Look at everything you have overcome. Are you really telling me this obstacle or Joe Biden and his dementia, Benny drama America's racist with with 42 ton boulders and people shouting dinger. This is what you can't be. Really? Beating the superpower, went to the moon, betting looked Nazism in the eye, looked the Cold War in the eye, won it without a missile been fush with without a missile been fired. Great depressions. Kora Matsu, horrifically spad Supreme Court decision. But all of a sudden you get to a point in 2021 where you're against people who are offended by boulders, a president who has got some part of dementia. I'm not a doctor. If it's partial or just early onset, or maybe it's full on blown advanced. I don't know. But this enemy you can't be. Really? You can't beat Nancy Pelosi. Oh, the cupboard is bare. You can't be her. You can't beat AOC and the Green New Deal. Really. What is it that these people have? What is it that they possess? What is it in their intelligence, in their logic, in their actions that says you can't beat them? I'll wait. Because here's the truth. Here is the truth unvarnished. You can beat them. Yes, I know you're hurt. I know you're tired. I know you're angry. I know you're pissed off. Here's the solution. It may take you a day, it may take you an hour, it may take you a week, it may take you a month. But if you feel like you're beaten up and on the ground, take time to heal. But eventually, after that undefined period of time, you have to get up. You may struggle to get up, it may be damn hard, but you need to get back up, dust yourself off, and get back in the race. Because America is not done. America is not over. The idea of America will live on, whether it's in America or in another nation. But this idea, this fundamental idea of God-given rights and leaving people alone and saying, you live your life, I live mine. This idea is powerful and it will and it must live on. All I would ask you to do this weekend is reflect on what you see right now and all the drama and ask yourself, who is the articulate person on the left that you fear? Because I'll be honest with you, I'll answer the question first. Not a damn one of them. Yes, there are people in who are so violent, who are so vicious. Yes, you've got to be wary of them. But there is no one who will become mainstream. One proof of that? They have a 78-year-old president. Despite all the race rhetoric, they are so desperate in the last election They went to a 70- or 8-year-old white man who is not intersectional at all to be president. Does that show you something? That you shall know them by their fruits. It's not like you have a long bench. Say what you will about the Republicans, and the Republicans have a lot of problems. But at least you have some people that you can actually visualize as president. Some would be good, some would be bad. You have people like Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Ted Cruz, Mike Lee. Thomas Massey, Rand Paul, there are lots of them. You may like some of them, you may dislike some of them, but you could see, visualize a lot of them. Who's after Joe Biden? Who's next in line? Camilla Harris, really? Have you seen any of her interviews? It's like a car crash on live TV. She is unlikable as anything. This is who you fear. Yes, you might go through a couple of bad weeks or a bad month, But you need to get back in the race. You need to understand that ships are down. But if you understand America, if I may quote Thomas Paine, you are not sunshine patriots. You are a winter soldier. Act like us. Live like us. But at the end of the day, I just said it. You shall know them by their fruits. I can sit here from 6,000 miles away and talk to you about this enemy. I can talk to you. It might be easy to some may, and some do say it. Oh, it's so easy for you 6,000 miles away. You're not here. You don't have to put up with the bull crap on a daily basis. You don't have to deal with all the attacks. Really? If only you knew one part of my life, it would be funny. But you shall know me by my fruits. My fruits are not behind this microphone. My fruits will be there in three weeks. TikTok, I arrived after Labor Day. And I'm not just coming for fun. I'm going to see a lot of people, but I'm coming to work my ass off. I'm investing everything I have to pay for a trip. There are many facets of that trip. It's a vacation, yes, because that's the way I get into your country. Yes, I'm going to investigate a book, to write a book on your real history while it's possible. But in my spare time, I'm going to travel And I'm going to speak to as many people as I can. If I have to speak on street corners, I will. I will share the real history. I will talk about reclaiming the narrative of America. So don't judge me by my words. Judge them by my actions, starting in three weeks. Until next Saturday at 12 noon Eastern America, I salute you, the American people. Never, ever forget America is great because Americans are good. That is in each and every one of you. You're not great because of Biden or Trump or the left or the right. You're great because of each and every one of your actions. And it is going to take a lot of you acting, praying, speaking out, involved in activism to solve America's problems. But if you do, you are the secret sauce. You are the answer. You are the solution if you act the right way. And together, we will reclaim America's narrative. God bless. freedom versus freebies this is freedom's disciple with jonathan dunn on the blaze radio network